Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most glorious of events, the Movie Mavericks podcast. This outstanding program is hosted by two fine gentlemen, Jason and Trevor. Now make it so. MovieMavericks.com Hey guys, welcome to episode 279. Oh my goodness. I'm Trevor, and sitting here with Jason, he's got a rundown. I'm almost thrown off by that intro, we haven't used it in so long. I know, me too, I was like, ooh, I forgot there was a little... Yeah, a little, a little extra wah pedal to make your night good. Uh, yeah, it threw me off, that. I missed my cue, but hey, we're here, and uh, we're doing it as we normally do, we've done this for so many times, so you guys should know the rundown by now, we do the box office ace prediction game, we give you a little bit of trivia, then Trevor and I talk about a little bit of news bit here and there, and then we get into the reviews, which is the meat of the show, and we're, today we're talking about Aloha, Mission Impossible, Outcast, Dracula Untold, and While We're Young, we've got some great streaming online picks for you guys, and the trailer section is really, I think, a special one, because there's a lot of good stuff we got right along to... Hateful Eight and Blurt. Just a is it burnt or blurnt? Burnt. Uh, burnt. <laughs> blurnt would be the Paul. Blurnt Mark, would be uh, something else. I don't know. Crossover. Really, I think that would be the Seth Rogen uh, one. Blurnt. Yeah, right. Because they would just be chefs that were smoking weed all day. Uh, sounds like my kind of movie. But hey, let's get into this box office ace game. Not a question of enough, pal. It's a zero sum game. Somebody wins. Somebody loses. Let's play the HSX.com box office prediction game. Okie dokie. So, um, but first, before we I'm get into the meat, pretty on, before we get into the meat of the show, I think <laughs> we should give people uh, the real rundown that you and I are doing this in sweltering heat. We are giving you the show in I'm a goddamn heat. Like wave. a fat little pig over here, just sweating my ass off. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah, I got a good butt sap going, so I think <laughs> we're ready for uh, this. Is the show. California drought, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, there isn't. A, this is like oh, uh, it's God. being controlled by the bad guy from fucking Mad Max. I this mean, past week, crazy. I've seriously felt like I was on the other side of the of the mountains. You know, I felt like I was in Arizona or Nevada. It's ridiculous. Well, I'm in Northern California. You're in Southern, and you're stealing my water, so I want it back. Yeah, we'll get we'll to that civil war later. Let's uh, let's move on and talk about the box office because this is one thing we can't agree on is that uh, the man from Uncle has no relatives. This this thing nobody showed up. Nobody showed up. This thing it bombed. Didn't, it didn't. But I'm happy that I changed all my numbers and I beat you. You fucking weasel. I Went beat in you. After the show and changed <laughs> those numbers. I changed them Thursday night. I looked at it and I thought, mm-hmm. I put 14 million. Let's do 13.5. Fucking perfect. This is the guy that I said last week. Hey, this this out of Compton movie. This could go up to 60 million. He goes, <laughs> you don't got the balls to put 60 million. It felt like Jack Nicholson and A Few Good Men, yeah. and I didn't. Uh, I stuck with my 48 gun, even though I felt like jumping to 55, which would have been right on target with estimations. That's when, 56 now. Uh, yeah, so it's, I'm here anywhere between 55 and 57. So Compton is an unqualified hit, and Universal is having a hell of a year, although everybody's riding their Two nuts. Two billion now. Two, two billion. billion. But let's not forget the costly errors they've also had this year with Black Hat. Um, Seventh Son and a couple other notable failures, but you know what? So I, d- I don't think it, those failures stack up. And plus, that's just universal, right? You kind of expected this is. I'm so I'm happy that this is happening. 
uh, for them that they're making all this money because all this means is that we're going to get another Riddick film because they're going to ma- they're going to be willing to make that mistake, you know. <laughs> I think once Fast and Furious uh, climbed over uh, a billion five, they were like, okay, let's greenlight three more Riddick movies to get him to do two more <laughs> Fast and Furious movies. Uh, coincidentally, Fast and Furious Seven is still the highest grossing film in the history of China. It's made three hundred ninety million dollars there. That's more than the Avengers has made there. Um, any other comparable Jurassic World, any other comparable title from the summer uh, or this year, it's the third or fourth highest uh, ever it's, gross. It's probably not as much as Jackie Chan has made. So but The fact of the matter is it's made like 1.3 outside the states and even the Avengers or Jurassic World haven't hit those numbers. So it's unbelievable. Well, it'll it's um, yeah, it's an anomaly. So let's talk about this coming week because I'm a little confused. I'm so high. This is hard. We got American Ultra, and most so people have hard. never even heard of American Ultra. They've done a terrible job marketing this movie. It looks like the board. Oh, they're identity. marketing this. Uh, well, they they do have a one sheet that is who, so unoriginal. Who are they marketing this to? Who's putting this out? Uh, is this Lionsgate or is it Relativity? It's someone like that. It's got to be. It's it, or Focus. It's, it's a mini major. This isn't anybody. It's probably with, CBS Films. Uh, well, the marketing campaign it would suggest that because there's no imagination going into this, and they look like they, they might have something here. What are you saying? I mean, everything everything this time around has a high theater count, so um, apparently there's nothing out. I didn't check the bar even on this son of a bitch. I'm just the bar go. is at fifteen for this. It has a high theater count. Oh, those are empty theaters. Well, they will be sure, no matter what, even at fifteen. Yeah, I go. <laughs> I go six. Oh, wow. I'm, uh, right now I'm at 13 and a half. Wow, six. Woo. Okay. Yeah, one six on that. Um, so next we have Hitman Agent 47, which once again I'm confused about because the Hitman quote unquote franchise is starting to resemble the Punisher franchise in which that they keep switching lead actors every time out and they do soft reboots. And Well, this was so, this has been so long, right? I mean, switching actors, who gives a shit? It's not like it's not like you, what you you really loved uh, Elephant uh, as this guy. You need. I like you need, that you called you, Timothy Oliphant Elephant. I don't elephant. Know. <laughs> you want you really want him back in here? Uh, I mean, I was it's better than who? Who the fuck is this guy in here? This is like the transporter movie. Um, yeah, these things are all starting to blur. I don't remember him. where this guy's from, but he's from something. He can I think there. it's from TV something. Oh, he's fine. I actually think this looks pretty decent. If I was to watch this at home, I might be relatively surprised. It might ring up there with the transporter too, a guilty pleasure. But I, I think, think it actually good. looks pretty slick. And no, so, this looks like a bad Statham. So I'm, I'm. Good oh, with I this. disagree completely with that bad Statham. This looks like. Uh, is there such a thing as bad Statham? This is just looks like a very slick uh, movie. I would watch this action movie. It's not going to be anything spectacular. Where's but, the bar at on it? Bar is a ten. Okay, that's a fair. No, what was the other movie? Yeah, the bar is at ten for this. I believe this is the highest theater count as well. It's like thirty-one hundred or something. Yeah, I go lower on that Which than this. Better. I go seven on this. Yeah, I'm gonna go nine. Okay, so we're a little bit apart for on now. That. Sinister Two, I think, is actually the hardest to guess for the weekend. Oh, I'm gonna change my one, shit, man. Um, well, I know you are, you weasel. You're going to do it before Thursday night, aren't you? you Thursday red, night countdown. coming. I'm already waiting for Thursday night. I'm keeping my peepers open. I'm looking. I'm taking in all the box office. Yeah, you need to adjust those numbers so I can figure out where I lay. Because uh, I'm not sure where I'm at in this uh, this but game right now. You don't lay with me. That's what I'll tell you that much. Who's bed if your boot's been under? <laughs> Sinister 2, though, is uh, looking to be not as big of a hit as the first one, and I think it's going to have a decent opening, but this has been a tough year for horror. Really, no horror films have jumped out and really 
uh, took hold like we mm-hmm. had last year, numerous ones. So. Where you going? The first one opened at 18. What, what do you think? I think uh, I'm going to go 11 for this. No, oh, okay. I'd put in 15, but really that's just a placeholder because I have no idea. So where are you going? 15. All right. Yeah, until Thursday night. <laughs> so uh, get over to boxoffice.com, boxofficeace.com. Don't go to boxoffice.com. Fuck them. Go to boxofficeace.com. We like them because it's us. But hey, get over there and get your predictions in. You can do it up until Thursday night. And even on Thursday night, you can be like Trevor and change them at the last minute, even though he said it wasn't going to go over 40. I want you to know that. <laughs> you changed it. <laughs> you took the bait. <laughs> you your little bait and switch on me. No, I had uh, no idea. I just, you know. I'll switch. You know, this doesn't always work. I often switch, and then I lose big time. It's like it's like gambling, right? You just... You, no, it's not like you, gambling. It's nothing like gambling. We don't have to talk about that. It's gambling <laughs> addiction. This is it. <laughs> You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Like, fuck, I should have switched it. Fuck, why did I switch it? <laughs> you know how many times I'm, I'm using that word on the site. So, yeah, go to Box Office Ace and complicate your life. Let me give you some trivial trivia tonight, all right? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what is the movie... With the most uses of the word fuck to win the Best Picture Oscar. So basically, what is the most profane well, movie to ever win the Best Picture Oscar? It has to be, well, yeah, what no, it yeah, it be? won the, um, the Scorsese movie. Which is? Um, you, you, can't give me, you can't give me a half an <laughs> It's got Matt Damon and Mark Wahlberg in it. Well, I don't um, give a shit. What you're basically doing is an algebra. Uh, <laughs> you're giving me the answer and not showing me your work. If I'm your teacher, I'm not accepting that answer. You know well, I, mean? I can't remember the name. Well, I mean, then I can't, I can't justify your answer. That's not my fault. <laughs> if you can't remember the name of the film, um, it doesn't really qualify. There. The Departed. Oh, got it. You're right. The Departed is the most profane movie to ever win the Oscar for Best Picture, which doesn't surprise me because the do... Wall Street is the most profane movie ever, yeah, and that was nominated for Best Picture, so that would have been. The, you got to pick one that's this really weird next time. Really weird, huh? You can't yeah, remember I, the Departed. I'm, I'm gonna weird I remember one. the name of it. Something really weird. <laughs> But I knew it. You're like, oh, the answer to that is my own private Idaho. I'm like, how oh, the fuck do you remember that? You can't remember the I, kn- I knew it. It was in my head. It was bouncing around. It just took a while to get out. It did. It worked that's, way out there. That's how Matt Damon works. You know, it's he like gets a, in like there, a, he drills in deep. It's like an earwig. You did good. You did real good, son. All right, what are we talking about today? Well, we got a few things to talk about. Did you know that they're making a kindergarten cop too? And not only are they making it, they started shooting this week. And not only they yeah. started shooting, Dolph Lundgren is in the it's league. Dolph what Lundgren. The fuck? How did this happen? Yeah, this just sounds horrible. Who put this together? Millennium? I don't know. Why are you asking me? <laughs> I love the fact that we've had. <laughs> you brought these, it up. Uh, these, you did bring it up, man. It's like a weird guy talking in a bar. <laughs> you know, they're making a kindergarten cop too. <laughs> got Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Okay, sir. Thank you for telling me that. Um, I yeah. would counter that with saying, you know, there's a Tooth Fairy 2 with Larry the Cable Guy? Yeah, well, that's basically what this is, right? Exactly. Uh, and they've done yeah, a it's weird, though, to... Uh, yeah, well, it must be only because it's Dolph. That's the only thing I could think of. Um, why else would you, how else would you get this made, right? You wouldn't get it made with anyone else nowadays. I think you got to get a chance getting it made with Arnold Schwarzenegger after the Terminator fiasco, as you do. With Dolph, really? I mean, this well, is uh, no, because it's coming straight to video. <laughs> I, I wonder if this actually has anything to do with the first one, or if it's just somewhat related. They're just throwing the title on there. Is no, I read the thing. It just says they uh, they go to the school. They're trying to get back a flash drive. Ooh, oh, how high tech! A flash um, drive. Yeah, I mean, if you remember the original, it's fantastic because he 
his partner, who's a woman, is supposed to go in uh, to be the sub, and she gets sick, and then he has to go do it. So this one feels like it's missing the comedy. It's just going to be more of an action thing where they have to he has to pretend to be the teacher to go in and get a flash drive for some something. I don't know. Well, it is coming at you, and it's going to be starting Dolph. Lund. We like Dolph. We've interviewed Dolph, and he's a, he's a good guy. So I'll be seeing this, but it does sound uh, like Larry the Cable Guy's foray into the, the sequelitis. Yeah. All right, what else we got? We got Colin Trevoro. Trevoro? I don't know. Have we decided? I'm just calling Trevoro? this guy CG. Trevoro? 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 Trevoro just sounds like he's sad, and like, I'll see you tomorrow, Land. Well, he might be. He, was he born Although, although I don't think he's sad at all. He's one of the few guys who... Uh, it has made a, a quick name for himself, right? Run, run off Jurassic World, but he's proven that he's going to be one of our big directors, right? Clearly, he, the guy's now taking over Star Wars Episode Nine. He can work within the system and somehow can get his, his own stamp on the movies. I haven't seen Jurassic World yet, but from what you've told me, this is true. And only that, I would agree with everything you said there, and I would also say that he was lucky to be in the hands of Spielberg and uh, Frank and Kathleen exactly. Kennedy. Someone who did, gave him some time to nurture that story. Oh, someone with the backbone that'll be able to back him up to the studios as well. Yeah, which is very important, as we saw with Josh Trank, who yep, was the, yeah, he's the antithesis. Totally got screwed. Yeah, um, and unfortunately, the Trank story stands in stark contrast to the Trevorrow uh, ascendance. You know, it's, it's a year of two different. Um, filmmakers and they both came from that indie film world and you look at a guy like I think his name's John Wyatt uh, who made Cop Car have mm-hmm. you seen Cop Car by the way the Kevin I Bacon haven't clip? seen it yet uh, I sorry I've seen the majority of it and I'm pretty impressed I don't want to do a full review looks really good my next show um, but it's it's similar to Mud in a lot of ways so I'm mm-hmm. curious to see what he's going to do with that Spider-Man franchise because they keep going indie and uh, it, it some some of these things you know are pop and some don't so. Trevorrow has been uh, has a hell of an eye for things and some nostalgia. How awesome is it to make a Jurassic Park movie and a Star Wars movie? I mean, this guy. Yeah, and he's guaranteed the Star Wars is going to make a lot of money. He's, I mean, please. Once he's done this uh, Jurassic World movie, he can do whatever he wants. And now doing a Star Wars movie, I, this guy is just lining up to do what the most expensive art movie Eat ever. Yeah. Like he's just like yeah, he's really really racking be, it up. Um, ex- you know, just totally tasks that just spend you because Gore Verbinski, who was this guy 10 years ago, and look what happened when he completed the Pirates. He was done. You, you know what I mean? Like these guys walk away from these things for a long time. But if he can stay within this world and really keep working with uh, Spielberg in a lot of indirect ways, I mean, I'm sure Spielberg is going to sure. have a say one way or another on his Star Wars movie. Because um, he really, who knows? He could be the next guy oh, maybe, maybe the Indiana Jones franchise. I mean, I doubt they'd have anything to do with Spielberg. On Star Wars. What do you think about Beetlejuice 2 coming at you? What do you think about this? I think it's interesting. I guess. Why not? No one, no one else on that movie is doing anything. It um, makes perfect sense. Who's though, directing right? it? Uh, Burton's back. Oh, he's just coming back. Okay, well then fuck it. I'm down <laughs> if you think I want to do that. Because what's the worst that could happen? It's shitty, but then it's just, it's just going to disappear, right? So give it, a, give it a shot. I say if they're making Alice Through the Looking Glass, the official yes, sequel to that's true. Uh, if they're making that, go ahead. Give me a Beetlejuice 2. I'd rather see that than the Jungle Book, Favreau's new film, even though I like some of the stuff he does. And particularly, I don't want to see an Alice 2, which would probably make a billion fucking Pete's dollars. Pete's Dragon. Yeah, they are remaking all those old Disney movies. Why not? Uh, yeah, so give me, give me this that. stuff. So I wouldn't mind Beetlejuice 2. Why not a writer? Ghostbusters they're doing, happening. yeah. I told right. somebody last night, somebody I'm friends with didn't know they were making Ghostbusters. And somebody said, yeah, man, they shouldn't ever make Ghostbusters. And I said, they are remaking it. 
And I said, with, I said, <laughs> did with he almost female, die? And I said, with an all-female <laughs> cast. Now, my friend had been drinking for a while. He looked at me with such a disgusted look on his face. He was like, what? <laughs> They did. They they did a and good job casting it. Though. It's the fact of it's weird. Said, it's really said, fucking weird though when you hear that, isn't it? Yes. It's very it. off-putting. But when you <laughs> see a picture of the cast, they actually did a really good job casting it. it. It's just a strange concept. You wouldn't reboot Wayne's World with two girls. Well, I tell you, yeah, exactly. I, we still don't know if it works. Hey, what do you think? A Tina Fey, Amy Poehler reboot of Wayne's World? Think it'll work? Yeah, I know it would be horrible. I, it could be better than the well. Wendy's world. It could be better than Wayne's world too. So <laughs> if, what isn't, <laughs> I think like father, like, so, uh, you know, to be fair. Okay. There's already a chink in the armor here. Yeah, you said it. I didn't. Um, yeah, excuse me. Oh, there was an Indian. That was the second one had an Indian in it, not a chink. Yeah, exactly. He was crying. Was, I was wrong. Yeah. He's yeah. the spirit guide. Okay, right, well, what else we got here? Now right? that oh, Tomorrowland. No, not Tomorrowland. Star Tomorrowland. Wars. Star Wars Land. Yeah, Disney. They're building Star Wars parks onto Disney World and Disneyland. Yeah, so they have a full think? immersive Star Wars. You could fly the Millennium Falcon. We knew this was coming when Disney bought the property okay, for like God, four billion yes. dollars. So. <laughs> and when they bought up property around this, the theme parks as well, and they. They have so much land in Florida, but they're buying up land in L.A. too, so good lord. Uh, and today it was a whopping 107 Ooh. degrees on the Disneyland grounds I saw, so was it? Uh, wow. I can't wait for you all to take it's your kids so there. Full. Stand in lines for four yeah, hours. It's so full right degrees. now. They make so much money off that. It's ridiculous. Yeah, of course. And these movies are just It's crazy. Uh, so yeah, like like uh, I read it. Did you read uh, the Deadline article today on Deadline.com? There was a good article with nope. Bart. And Fleming, you know what I'm talking about, that call. Yeah, I love that. Sundays, uh, yeah. Reminds me of the Sunday morning shootout, which I was a big fan of back in school mm-hmm. when you and I used to watch. Right, and they do that every Sunday, so. Yeah, so it's kind of in that tradition. But it's a good article to read if you're out there. You should uh, check it out on Deadline.com on Sundays. But they were talking today about the opening of Star Wars Land and how mm-hmm. it, you know, no pressure on J.J. Abrams to launch now this mega franchise. But I thought that was kind of not true because I, I think that he, it's, it's a no – it's a win-win for Abrams on this movie. He can't fail with this thing. There's no way they're going to let this – even if it's terrible, this thing makes uh, a billion five. I mean, look at the Avengers. Is the Avengers going to be remembered at the end of the summer? You would hope so, but, you know, I don't – I'm not that. You would hope that, they, that Star Wars would make a lot of money no matter what, right, or they would. But considering how – you know, really, some I don't know. I because we're it's so different nowadays. Because before, when you look at the the last trilogy of Star Wars that came out, fairly lackluster, like as compared to a lot of crazy shit that's happened, um, just in the past five years, right? Right. With movies that you wouldn't even like. What the fuck is this coming out? Of Jurassic World, right? Just coming out of nowhere. Um. So I don't I don't know what the fuck to expect with these Star Wars movies. You can expect more and more merchandising in Disney-related experiences because this will not stop. Uh, Avengers, I'm sure they're going to start doing something with that, particularly if the well, Captain America one thing's for sure, one. the Star Wars movies will be a, probably a lot like the Marvel movies because they've learned a lot from that, and they'll sell like fucking gangbusters. Just look at Ant-Man. Ant-Man, which has crossed $330 million worldwide, uh, pretty much guaranteeing us. This is ridiculous. It's Ant-Man. Yeah. So read that uh, column, by the way, because they talk about Ant-Man. I will. I try to read those. Those are very good. Are worthy of That's uh, the current guy who runs uh, Deadline.com, Deadline Hollywood. And then also um, it's uh, Peter, Peter Bart, Bart, right, who run, who used to run Variety. I think he still writes for Variety, Does he do? Variety, but I think he's yeah. editor-in-chief maybe. I'm not really sure. I don't think anymore. I thought he was. I don't know. 
Anyway, well, hey, very insightful. Okay. Let's break and we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, some movies here. We got some Ooh. good ones. This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com. Hello, everybody. On behalf of Nick, Joe, and Vern, we would like to invite you back for a brand new season of the As You Watch podcast. In our upcoming season, we will be talking about franchises, trilogies, and series of movies that you will recognize and some that you may not. It's Joe! We also continue to post fun and insightful interviews with many people in the world of entertainment, as well as feature a lot of great guests from other sites and podcasts. That's Vern. So be sure to check us out on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podomatic, and on Facebook. And don't forget to check out our older episodes on our site, asyouwatch.wordpress.com. Joe Giuliano. There he was. They're the ace of the box office you, ace. That son of a bitch. That son of a, um, son of a bitch. They're actually recording right... Uh, no, probably not right now, but they did record an episode today, their first episode. Though, so as you watch, is back. If anyone listens Yeah, check to them that. out. Check out their uh, friends of they're ours. Doing, so um, yeah, they're doing a, the Compton movie review and, I guess, music um, movies? I don't know. A lot of good music movies. Yeah. I Are particularly there? liked... Uh, you see Get On Up? I kind of like that one. Uh, no, because... Um, I'm just so burnt out on that stuff. Um, ever since Ray, I'm just kind of. It took me a long time to see Ray and Walk the Line, so I can understand. Really, I, I liked Walk the Line, but even then, those both those movies just burnt me out on that stuff. I don't know why. Is it fucked up that I like Dewey Cox more than any of those movies? <laughs> no, but yeah, I know that. Well, exactly. That's kind of where I am. So I don't know. That's why I didn't. I didn't watch it because I just figured there's nothing new in there. And well, really. that's what I thought uh, about my movie that I'm going to talk about here, uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. I thought I was really done with this franchise after the last installment. And I don't know if it's because I saw it in the great theater that had reclining sofas, no shit, um, or the fact that the movie was just fucking awesome. But I loved this movie. I think it's my favorite uh, Mission Impossible since the second one. I know I'm alone in my praise of that one. So I'll say uh, maybe I'm the odd man out with the series, but I really, really like this one. I feel like they finally got... The formula that they've been fucking with since part three, uh, with the Abrams intro into the series, three, four, mm-hmm. and now five, feel like they're one trilogy in a sense. And I feel like they finally got that formula to work. This is the first time I ever thought the team interaction and the humor was uh, organic and not just thrown Which in there. Which they tried so hard on the fourth they, one. I thought trying. it didn't work at all. I didn't – I so did I. I, found I didn't mind it in the third one annoying. because it wasn't front and center. But in that fourth one, they really uh, beat you in the face with it. It didn't work at all. So it works this time. It absolutely works this time, and I'm surprised because I didn't think Macquarie uh, was this strong of a director, but this thing is assuredly put together. There are some beautiful set pieces here. It's so oddly constructed, though. i got to get this out of the way. Um, it's The first hour is extremely action-heavy, and then it goes into this kind of exposition plot for about 30 minutes and then you have a nice 20 minute ending which is extremely clever but it does not end with a bang which some people are hmm. leaving a little uh, bad taste in their mouth but I thought the way it was done was so uh, what's it going to say organic to the way that this whole thing is supposed to be done uh, using their brains as opposed to the you know the one man aspect which they've gone way far away from I mean, Ethan Hunt is still a rogue you know, guy on his own sure. a lot of the time. But he does rely on these guys. They've made a good thing. They're making Jeremy Renner more of an M-type personality. So all talks about him taking over the series. So he's like really an old bullshit. lady? Uh, well, uh, kind of their Q, uh, not Q, but M. He's kind a bureaucratic both? guy. He, he's the guy that's dealing with the bureaucrats. Yeah, sure. Time. He's like the so, boss. He's like I, Charlie. Exactly. Uh, long story short, I really like this one, and I highly, highly recommend Rogue Nation. 
Cool. Yeah, so there's my soapbox. I'll be down now. What do you What do you see over there? Um, I don't know. Let me pull the list. Oh, you know what I saw that that's not on the list that, that I'll talk about is Harbinger Down. Yeah, let's talk about that one. They sent uh, us a screener of that. How was it? Yeah, this is a movie that uh, came out uh, a week ago or something like that. I think. Um, it's not very good, <laughs> which pains me to say, because these were the guys. The whole point of this movie is uh, when they when they re- did the remake of the thing, they uh, did some really great uh, special effects on it, um, puppetry and uh, you know real life stuff that they got replaced by CGI. Yeah, and so these that. guys were you know upset with that, you know clearly, and why not? Because all their work got taken out, and that's a horrible story that we continually hear throughout Hollywood. Um, and so they set out to make their own version of the thing and, uh, put their uh, special effects in. That's basically Harbinger Down is the thing, um, takes place on a ship that's out in, um, the Arctic and they uncover, uh, a Russian craft, um, that has fallen, uh, beneath the ice and they uncover it and it has this monster thing on it, just like the thing. And it can turn into you and, and do all that same shit. So all how that could stuff. they fuck that up if it's a thing? Thing's awesome. Uh, it's shot extremely poorly. The special effects are great. Um, there's no, the story, there's nothing there. If you want to see a bad version of the thing that's worse than the remake, um, watch Harbinger Down. That's and, and, and that's the story how you behind fuck it. it up. I thought the story was nice. It's real bad. Yeah, oh. yeah, the story's great behind it, right? And you, So you, you're kind of... You're almost going just just swinging for him, like yeah, all right, let's let's see this thing now, and then it's kind of, you know, the story's not there. They obviously did did no work whatsoever on on direction and and, and script writing and stuff, and then even the special effects are a little bit, eh, here and there, you know, so. What about while we're young? You said you saw this earlier in the week, and I'm a little jealous because this has been on my list to watch, and I have not gotten around to it. So this is the Ben Stiller, uh, like Faith of Crisis of uh, Midlife Crisis movie. Another Noah Baumbach movie. Um, He's a really underrated filmmaker. I like a lot of his work. I think The Squid and the Whale is one of the mm-hmm. most quietly devastating movies I've ever seen. Well, and even uh, Greenberg, obviously another um, yeah. Ben, ben Stiller, Stiller collaboration. collaboration. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just a a wonderful movie. I really loved it. I, you know, see this movie. It's fantastic. Um, uh, it's it's really about disillusionment, you know, and and it, that's the theme running throughout the movie. Um, whatever these guys get into, they ultimately become disillusioned with, right? Uh-huh. Um, and it's new, and so they they kind of get get enthralled with this young younger couple. And uh, all their old friends have kids and stuff, and and they don't have kids, so they don't. They're kind of in the middle. They don't really fit in anywhere. Um, and just a great movie. I don't. Is the writing? The, is the, the acting it's everything. The the acting's fantastic. The writing's great. You know the story. Um, it it weaves a tale that you wouldn't expect. You don't really know where it's going, but um, but it's always moving somewhere, and it has purpose. You know, everything has purpose, even though it's a little weird. And there's so much uh, being said in in just one scene. Uh, it it's pretty incredible. I thought it's it's interesting that you say that because uh, Baumbach is the kind of writer that I would mm-hmm. quote. Uh, it's sometimes a strange like a strange comparison, but Cameron Crowe had that kind of exactly. stuff in his best work. Mm-hmm. And uh, which pains me to talk about the next movie, which is Aloha, which I think is arguably his worst film ever. 
I mean, this thing is so poor. I, I was I'm still talking about a guy you're swinging you up there and you want him <laughs> to get out of the park. I mean, Every time, I love him. Yes. So do I. I even like We Bought a Zoo and some of his lesser work. I mean, mm. I, some people say, well, since Vanilla Sky, I love We Bought really a Zoo. Shitter, but I can find things in every Cameron Crowe I like movie. Vanilla Sky. I liked even the ones I hate. And very few movies ever will be as good as Almost Famous. Any movie, will yeah. very you know, it's in rarefied air. So I I go up to bat for this guy, and this movie is even with this talented cast with Rachel McAdams, who you just want to fall in love with whenever she's playing anything, with Bradley Cooper, who I actually like as an actor and can follow him into a lot of places. Emma Stone is appealing. Um, John Krasinski, they all are in there, but it's so fucking muddled, and it makes no sense, and it goes on these strange mm-hmm. tangents, and at one point, Bill Murray turns out to be some sort of villainous type character who wants to put a nuclear payload in space. And you're thinking, what the fuck just happened to this movie? Besides the fact that there's zero chemistry going on with all these um, attractive and talented people with this great dialogue. (laughs) And it's almost like if somebody found this footage of crows and put it together without his knowledge, I know that didn't happen. He had every hand in this, but it, it's it's not calibrated. It's it's almost out of sync. It's not right. The shots are fucked up. It's too close at times. Um, I just really disliked this movie, and I wanted to like it, and I kept giving it chances, and there would be a speck here and a speck there of Crow's magic um, and his writing and maybe a hint in the performances that they were all on the right page. But the ending is so so miscalculated that it, it, it brought laugh. I mean, I laughed at it. I, I couldn't help but laugh at it. And it's supposed to be this emotional thing. And it's it's almost like um, in a spoof movie when they show you the big Hollywood oh, moment, yeah. you know? it's it, that's, that's that moment. And it's embarrassing to all involved, including myself watching it. So, Do they have the swelling music? And the run out of the, run out of the shop with the big hug. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. In the street. Oh, I can't wait for you nice. to see if we can get into it a little further. Because um, that thing is really a, just a jewel of miscalculation and bad direction. <laughs> but speaking of those two uh, adjectives, let's talk about Outcast, that new Nicolas Cage, Hayden Christensen directed video Ooh, movie. I don't even know if it's new, right? I mean, this thing's like a year old. Um, but yeah, it's finally out on Netflix. It is not one of my streaming picks. Uh, but if you so want to watch it, feel free. Um, it's not horrible. It really plays like a a C movie action. Uh, movie. See, budget? Uh, not really a budget. The budget's on the screen, but it's low budget. Um, it's horrible, I guess. I don't know. It's hard Cage to explain because front it's... Front center or is Cage... A, oh, no, a he's hardly in it. Yeah, it's it's all... Um, uh, yeah, kind of. I, it's so muddled. It starts off with Conquest. Or, um, so it starts in the Middle East, and, and these guys are... And the Crusades there? Crusades guys, yeah. And, uh, or, well, yeah, they are. And they're fighting Middle Eastern guys, and they kill them. And Nicolas Cage is, like, his mentor. Uh, Christian, uh, Hayden Christensen's mentor. And, but then he leaves. They, they both, they become disillusioned. I don't know, they get into this whole fight thing. I don't fucking know. <laughs> this movie sounds terrible. And, right? Oh, God. Well, it's not, it hasn't even it. started. No, I haven't even explained questions. it to you. I'm and, done then, with the movie already. and then we go I'm to the Far East. No, smash cut to the Far East. <laughs> There's fucking Chinamen everywhere. Why are we in the Far this East? This guy, I don't know. Well, this movie takes place actually in the Far East, in China. So it's, yeah, it's weird already, right? So there's a, a Chinese emperor, and he's sick and dying, and he has two sons. One that's very young, but he wants him to become 
uh, king and then the other older one who's been the general of his army and fighting. And, and so the general comes back. And he's like, oh, you're sick. He's like, okay, whatever. And he kills the dad and he tries to take the throne. But then the, the little, the young emperor runs away and he takes the seal, the king's seal and not the <laughs> seal, but you know, the they seal. The yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. The walrus would be better, but the, you know, the <laughs> seal, yeah, where you stamp shit. And uh, apparently you need that because without that, you cannot be king, even if you overthrow the the government. So that's important to remember well, if you're you ever in a position. Of, no, you no, you need the seal. You need the stamp thing. Yeah. Ah, I was mistaken so, yeah, whoever has that, you know, it, um, that's it. Well, and so that's what the movie's the about. And so they're at, he's, he runs after the, uh, his little brother to, to get this seal thing. And they run into Hayden Christensen and he protects them. And then Nicolas Cage shows back up later on. And uh, he, you know, gets in it, and then a habit to stay away from Hayden Christensen movies. And then, um, and then it ends. And and Nicolas Cage talks is like a surfer. Really? He's like, whoa, let's uh, fight people. Uh." (laughs) He's out. That is a good Keanu Reeves impersonation you're doing of (laughs) Nicolas Cage doing a Keanu Reeves impersonation. It's like this weird. Well, he's not really. I don't know what the hell he's doing, but every once in a while he slips into Keanu Reeves mode. I like it. And it's I'm, weird. I I'm don't actually know. It's more not good. now than I was before. Just it's like Nicolas Cage trying to do something, but somehow like he becomes, it's just him. But like he, the, when he pushes it a little bit more, it becomes Keanu Reeves. It's weird. <laughs> he, must, he must have watched Seven Sun before this movie is what he I'm thinking. The director, I'm going to not only act like a surfer. He I'm watched Seven Sun and he's like, that, that, what the dude is doing, that's what I'm going to do in this movie. Yeah, he's trying to beat Jeff Bridges for most outlandish. What's up with Dracula and Told? This is one I've been putting off as well. Although I like Luke Evans and the production values on this look like a step above. Is this a franchise waiting to happen or is this just something? You know what? Well, this is probably, you know, DOA at this point, right? It didn't make It did well money. outside the States. It really did well. Yeah, I still don't think that that means um, anything. This is hey, Sony's looking not... for anything. I you know possibly, but I don't think they're they're tearing it up to make a sequel to this. But it was actually pretty good. Um, it, it plays like very straightforward, low budget um, horror action movie, uh, and just surprisingly decently shot, um, well acted, and you know the straightforwardness of it. Not it didn't try to do anything stupid. Um, I mean, this thing is so cookie cutter Hollywood hour and a half um, three act. Um, set up you can literally tell when events are happening how far into the movie you are yeah. you're like oh yes this should happen right at about this time in the movie and yes we are at that time I in the movie it's fucking perfect earlier today which i'm not gonna talk about because i haven't finished it but i thought 10 minutes 25 minutes yep so that's hour. exactly how this <laughs> like, is yeah so it's uh in that sense it was uh, it was enjoyable you know and it's an hour and a fucking half oh my god thank you holy shit if this was two hours 220 i for fuck's sake. I appreciate the quickie. As a theater goer, I appreciate the quickie. Because I'm not all movies need to be that. Fuck yes. You know, you're going to tell Dracula Untold? Good God, it should be 92 minutes long. Yeah, I agree. The Hobbit movie should have been. This was better than any of the Hobbit movies, only because it was 92 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What do you have as a streaming online pick this week? What do you got there? Uh, well, I, I, will, I will say, um, If I Stay, which just went streaming, which isn't... Um, I say just because it, for the amount of big movies that go streaming, there's almost nothing. And it was a it was a good movie if you if you like Hallmark ish family movies. It's basically right. what it is. 
And then, uh, uh, what was it? Looking for a friend at the end of the seeking world? a friend, seeking a friend for the end of the world. Shit, I don't know. It's a long ass thing. Check it out. Steve Carell, um, Kira Knightley, who I love. Great fucking movie. Yeah, you like you were big on this one. I still haven't seen either of these, so I'll check them both out. And uh, my streaming online pick is Fletch because this thing is an ass kicker. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. I think this is the funniest movie of uh, Chevy Chase's career, and I have nothing else that is recent enough on here to recommend because everything else has been shite on here. <laughs> so I'm It's really been pretty bad. Thing. I don't know. This this month does not look so good. This does not bode well for us on the streaming here. Uh, Let's talk about these trailers. Let's jump in. Where's the captain at? Get our glove up front and center. Get, engage up. Trailers can be wondrous things, giving us insight into the unseen movies of the future. But when they're bad, fire photon torpedoes. Shields up, red alert. Prepare for trailer addict. Okie dokie. Oh, we got a lot of trailers here. Let's Where do you want to start? Where I want to start, start at the top with the big little man. I want to talk about Ride thing. Along 2, which I think looks funnier than the first one. How this, can that be possible? Is it? Yeah, right? So I thought that this thing is... Maybe it's because they finally built The only thing I something. hate... Uh, but I hate the idea that he's a cop. Was he a cop in the first one? He wanted to be a cop. He remember? wanted to be a cop. Is that yeah. what it was? Damn. Yeah, so he finally gets I really he hate wants. the idea that, yeah, he's a cop now. I just think it's, it's just so they're easy. Moving it, they're moving it to Miami. Well, of course, because they're the brothers-in-law. I mean, that's the whole the whole gag here. That's the whole the punchline. Sure. But it's so easy to get him back into the mix if he's just if he's a cop again. But I thought it was funny how they played the beginning as like a Fast and Furious type situation, especially with the Universal logo, the mm-hmm. cars, Tyrese yeah. there, Ice Cube pulling up, and you got Kevin Hart come bumping up, you know, uh, getting out of the car. He just, his shtick is worn thin in certain situations, but I thought the wedding ringer was entertaining enough, and I really like him in, in this so far. So, Yeah, I think this looks funny, and uh, I bet Tim Story is laughing at Fox. Yeah, for fucking with his <laughs> Fantastic Four franchise. <laughs> got another sequel here, yeah. Eat it. All right, whatever. All right, let's talk about Burnt, this Bradley Cooper serious drama. Burnt? About you mean Blurnt? Burnt, the Blurnt movie, Paul Blurnt. Blurnt. Um, but Burnt is Bradley Cooper's, another shot, it looks like Oscar Glory, because this looks like the kind of film that will get recognized by the Academy if it's as good as his trailers. This trailer's cut together extremely well uh, with sound design and pacing and whatnot. And it, really? I'm not a big, uh, I thought so. I was really kind of into I'm this. I'm going to be honest how I felt about this. I well, felt, please do. This was, this is one of the problems that we have is the idea of, uh, movies need to be serious nowadays, and that's just what this feels like, right? It's like fucking, you know, the Batman of Burnt now. <laughs> I don't, I don't uh, get it. He's a chef. Why is it? Why is what? what? This is a cooking movie, but uh, this guy is going to be a drug addict. And he's not going to be able to handle it and go. It's like, what the fuck? What? Why? Uh, There's too many things in one thing. You don't need. And people are throwing shit, and then it's all. I don't understand the point of it. Is this a true story? No, but it is directed no, written so what by the Stephen fuck? Knight. So uh, it's definitely going to be an intense, intense film. I don't know. I don't get it. I will say it looks well made, but I just don't. I think I don't like the idea. Well, good, because I don't like the idea of our next movie we're going to talk about. A Walk in the Woods with Robert Redford and Nick Nolte. I love the idea. These two old fucking Why don't you like this? This looks great. This looks great to you? This looks like Las Vegas, Grumpy Old Men and Bucket Oh, it looks way better than all those. Oh, this looks terrible. You really like this trailer? I'm I'm ready to watch this. Um, no, no, no. In the comfort of my own home. 
Exactly. Um, I haven't watched this in theaters. This is definitely not a theater movie. This is this looks bad, man. I, I like think it looks like fun for for a fun outing. Some old guys having to get along together. This looks like hiking the Appalachian Trail. Uh, I I just I can't believe this is being made into a movie and being released. I, I saw this and thought like, there's every beat. Yep, there's that. There's that. There's that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's felt, fine. I don't. It just felt. Really you didn't good. feel that in the fucking blurned. Not really. I mean, no. give me a break. Oh no, please. I was into the trailer. Uh, this one I just thought. Was you can certainly feel the beats. Uh, Actually, you've sad. you've seen the fucking movie. Well, you've seen every fucking movie. Yeah, well, they give Once you watch these trailers, some of these trailers, <laughs> God, that's horrible. But at the same time, what what would we talk about? The okay, well, we'll fine. teaser Let's move on. dropped this week and it announces it's the eighth film from Quentin Tarantino, and it glorious really that, Is that that's the eight. So it's a yeah. lot of eight going on here, huh? Yeah, it's uh, all yeah, right. It's so um, it very much in the tradition of Tarantino stuff. But I gotta tell you, I'm not won over by this teaser really. And I know his movies don't cut together all that well for teaser stuff mm-hmm. and trailer stuff, but because I didn't really like the trailer for Django, I thought that was off-putting, and ended up really liking that as well as his other hmm. films. So, did you feel? I mean, for, like I said to you off-air, the the what is eating Kurt Russell's face? He looks like fucking. <laughs> he should be. A I like it. I I like this. Um, you know, I'm not a huge fan of of pre Kill Bill Tarantino stuff. Kill Bill and afterwards, I love. So the fact that he's going to redo Reservoir Dogs and the style that he's doing now, I'm fucking in, you know, and it looks great and people look fucking crazy. And I love it. I love Jennifer Jason Lee's, you know, hanging thing. I laughed out loud when she when she waved and had the hang thing and all that shit. So and everyone, you know, there's funky dialogue um, and the whole thing. I think it looks great. I did like the little macabre moment where she did the the hanging noose thing. Um, But once again, these things don't cut that well as trailers. And it, I'm glad you brought up Reservoir Dogs. This is essentially Reservoir Dogs um, or a play. I mean, this had a stage reading at one point, and that's very at because this is a one-location type situation. Um, but great idea for a Tarantino movie. Have them all staring in one area. And I thought the best sequence in Glorious Bastards was the bar scene. So um, he does these kind of things very well. Sure, or the opening. Right. right. I mean, right. All, all again, yeah, all takes place in one place. So, but that's what, what you're getting at, really, when you talk about because if you look at that movie's uh, trailers and stuff, he does he does do little vignettes, you know, throughout the entire movie that don't cut well together. <laughs> yeah, because they're, they're like so jarringly. Yeah, there'll be like a jarring difference from one scene to the next, right? I want to see this documentary about Jake the Snake Roberts. I didn't even know they were making this. <laughs> The resurrection, the resurrection of Jake, Jake the, Snake. the Snake Roberts. Oh, no, my God. I, I love Jake the Snake this. Roberts. This, this is my favorite, um, not my favorite wrestler, but my favorite name as, as a kid. Right? Jake the Snake Roberts. It's like, and, you, and he has a snake. Like, it doesn't let you down. <laughs> no, it lets you down. This man never let me down when I was a kid. This man, that's Mean Gene. He'll fucking tell you. Yes. Um, this is the kind of thing, though. I mean, I saw this as an extended clip on HBO's Real Sports where they talked to him and they had Diamond Dallas Page on there and he was trying to uh-huh. get Rico Ramon and, uh, and and Snake here. Which is all debilitated. in this. So this looks like they are going to follow him a little bit more extensively in that journey. And I believe when they were interviewing, they were saying, oh, he's being followed around by a documentary crew. So this is going to take his uh, his hmm. addiction a little bit more in depth. But this man was at the pit of the pit of lows. And I don't know how much he's worked himself back into – any sort of normality, but he needed it badly. What I saw. Yeah, well, you watch this trailer. You can tell <clears throat> he ain't doing so well. 
Yeah, the snake. The most impressive thing about this trailer was that that snake bit Randy Macho Man Savage. I don't recall that, but that looked like a fucking. The bit him? Yeah, I do remember that. That son of a bitch bit. When the uh, when the boas or whatever he had the other, when the constrictors bite like that, I guess I've heard that it goes. It can go to the bone because they can clamp so hard on you. Well, I had a fucking. Their teeth dog can hit your bone. How's that? <laughs> your knee? Yeah, please. You probably accidentally. Clipped its front tooth with your knee as you walked uh, by. Yeah, you got more gene than knee. <laughs> I'm telling you, if that dog was bigger, you'd take it out my ankle. Oh, shit. Fucker. All right, let's, let's move on and talk about Trumbo, the Dalton Trumbo movie, which is starring Brian Cranston coming out this November. This looks like another one of those uh, pat yourself on the back. You got a, a Golden Globe nomination. Hey, coming towards your fan. But like, this could be Hollywood land great, or this could be really forgettable. You know, Argo. Argo, 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 right? I don't... Are we saying anything else? After, once they made Argo, and there's another movie, Pawn Sacrifice, we'll talk about a little bit, Argo, Argo, Argo. Once that fucking Argo movie came out, I got a slew of them. Let's talk about Pawn Sacrifice briefly, because that does look good. I think that looks better than Trumbo. I think um, they both look excellent. I think you're crazy to, to try to put them... Um, you know, put them in a ring together and have them fight it out. I don't know why. I think neither no. one of them win. They're both weak, but I think I think Trumbo. <laughs> it's like Glass Joe fighting Glass Joe, but <laughs> I, <know>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they're both look very good. You're right. Trumbo is very. I'd have paid pay you know, if you to see Glass Joe. Holly- <laughs> Trumbo is very like eleven and forty-seven. Hollywood. <laughs> it would be, it would be a lot like watching the last Ronda Rousey fight, except they would both knock each other out. Uh, but Trumbo looks like it'll be interesting because they're going to work the Hollywood uh, lore in there, especially with Kirk Douglas and him uh, working on Spartacus together, which was you know uh, allegory. Sure, for- and John Goodman's in it because he was an Argo. Makes sense, and John Goodman's in every third oh. movie. <laughs> But it still looks good. Uh, you're right. It's a Jay Roach uh, directed it, so you know it's going to be somewhat funny at least. And and move his stuff tends to move. Uh, the but the um, sacrifice movie the about Bobby Fischer going and playing mm-hmm. the Russian champion Liv Schreiber. I thought that worked um, as a trailer. It, it worked better than the Spielberg one that we this talked is Toby about. Tobey Maguire on uh, the Bridge of Spies. I thought this worked a little bit mm-hmm. better. The whole idea that like we're going over there with one mission, but it's really. Two or three other things that we're doing in subterfuge and uh, and McGuire looks who annoyed the shit out of me in the last couple of movies he did, particularly Great Gatsby. Looks like he may have tapped into something here that might be working. Did this trailer didn't work for you at all? Yeah, it was fine. It was just it's just Argo. You know, it looks like Argo. It sounds like Argo. It might as well be Argo. Yeah, it moves like that. If it um, walks like a talking doctor, even though it's uh, you know the Cold War. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't know. They'll, they'll both be good, I think. Well, sleeping yeah. with other people. I saw the Red Band trailer on this. Did you see this one? Or I didn't see it? the Red Band trailer. Was that uh, a little juicier? Uh, it's a little bit juicier. <laughs> but I didn't find this trailer all that great. Yeah. I thought there were moments in it that were okay, but I thought... I gotta wow. be honest. The review, the, what they put on the screen for what the reviews were saying, I was like, where, what movie is that? Because this is not the trailer for that movie, right? Yeah, I thought Jason Sudeikis was kind of flipping this. I thought the girl was writing. Uh, it sounded like a guy was saying her lines. It sounded like a man wrote those lines, uh, which is strange because this was written and directed by a by woman. woman yeah. uh, but it, it just was really – some of this came off as really bad uh, or things that I just seen better in other movies. Yeah, I will I will see this because I, I tend to watch these types of movies, but uh, I don't – there might be a sleeper in here, but it certainly isn't in, in the trailer. trailer. Yeah, I'll say I'm surprised that you're saying that because this is right up your alley, movie wise. So, 
I thought you'd be all over this. Well, let's talk about Sicario. You like that? Sicario. I've been Sicario? working on that all night. My Puerto Rican buddy told me that. Just Sicario. Sicario. I said, we're watching Sicario. Sicario. Oh, it's about the hitman. I'm like, what the fuck? You knew what that was about? <laughs> it means hitman. Didn't you watch the trailer? Well, I knew that after I watched the trailer, but he told me it was previous. Bro, oh, he already knew. knew Did you know that before the trailer? He was already in on it. Now, fuck no. He's a Sicario. What the hell would I know? Well, uh, this trailer looks good, though. And this is Traffic Part 2, right? Um, <laughs> no? yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, this looks like the true detective season two that we wanted. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I think this looks amazing. Uh, to me, Emily Blunt looks great in this. Uh, you know, great Josh Brolin looks great and Benicio del Toro looks fucking awesome. Yeah. I like the shot where she was coming up, washing the blood off her face and the shot. I mean, that was some great yeah. imagery in this movie, even with Benicio del Toro has a great, I mean, the shot in this reminded me of traffic, but he's just got a great film of a face because he can do nothing, and he looks like he's do- doing a lot of thinking and soul searching. You know, he's got that kind of look. Yeah. But he's laying there against the window as they're driving with the, the reflection. I thought that's a yeah. Michael Mann, uh, Soderbergh esque shot. And this and feels kind of, very much like this. Right? It does feel a lot, a lot like gravity. traffic. Yeah. Uh, to this, I mean, that opening scene where they just demolished the house. This is a. It also feels like what they were trying to do was sabotage that Schwarzenegger. Yes, David I Ayer. know. I was going to kind of say David Ayers a little bit in this too. Mm-hmm. But this looks like it's going to be a lot more successful um, than that last one, the Ayers one. Yeah, so I think we had actually some yeah. good trailers on the show today. Crazy. Hollywood's doing good shit now. <laughs> got fall coming out. Got a lot of heavy stuff coming out. I don't know. We'll see. Well, uh, that wraps up episode 279. We want to thank you guys for hanging with us on this episode. As always, you can go to iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever else you may get your podcast. Listen to all of our back episodes. We also go to moviemavericks.com, get the latest review of movies and the back episodes of the podcast. Go to Box Office Ace, play the game against Trevor and I, and you probably will be doing better than Trevor <laughs> and I at this point. I think you beat me last week, though. So, Are you going to weasel? Are you going to switch your numbers again by Thursday? Probably. He's going to weasel on me. <laughs> I'm going to try it again. All right. The weaseler. I like it. It worked once for you. Try it again. That a boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spoken like a true 10-year-old. It worked once. I'm going to do it again. Well, all right, guys. That's going to do it for our episode. We want to thank you, as always, for joining us and supporting the Movie Mavericks. Speaking for Trevor Anderson, I'm Jason Rugard, and we are the Movie Mavericks. Thank you for listening to the Movie Mavericks podcast. Are you Candy Asa still here? Beat it! The show's over! The big man has left the building! Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.